All right, we're recording. Welcome to Conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. Today we have a very, very special guest speaker, Laverne Spicer, Republican candidate in Florida, fighting to expose the lies of the left and the end Democrat destruction of Black America. And now I would like to welcome Laverne Spicer. How are you doing today? I am fine, Mike. Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, I'm very thankful and honored to have you on here. And um, especially you bring a couple other candidates along with you. Um, It's always great when citizens can align with our uh, representatives. You know, the past of the rhinos just taking our money, getting our support, and then... uh, leaving us on the back burner, not accepting our cause and only accepting the cause for the big money donors. I appreciate yes. you guys. Thank you. Yeah, I bought in some real fighters that are uh, conservatives and we are like-minded conservatives and all of us are fighting for our districts and also for this country. We are first uh, American candidates. We put America first. And I have Cheryl. Um, she's on from Illinois. Darlene um, from uh, Fort Lauderdale. And she'll tell you more about what district she's running for. I have Ruben Young, who's joining me, and also love Teresa Jones. Very nice. Wow, Cheryl. <laughs> you definitely... Uh... You definitely got your hands cut out there in Illinois, um, but it's 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 thankful to know that someone in Illinois is really stepping up because that place is uh, just as corrupt as the the city and the state that I'm from here in Wisconsin. And uh, it's glad to know that there's a neighbor next door that's fighting for the people. Yes, I thank you for having me tonight. Uh, yes, I I definitely have my hands full. Uh, the corruption and everything in Illinois, I, I feel, has been going on too long. Uh, somebody needs to stand up and, and definitely take a hand in, in cleaning in Illinois up and restoring it to the way it once was. And that's what I intend on doing. Yes, I can imagine. I mean, <clears throat> just hearing the story of that officer, the female officer that lost her life, and then you have a mayor that was out there support uh defund the police and put in the cops in a bad situation don't get me wrong i know there's good cops and there's bad cops just like we got good military and bad military and good politics politicians and bad politicians but at the end of the day i mean she wants to cry wolf now that 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 officer lost her lost her life and um when she went into that hospital floor when she was told not to i think she got a rude awakening um you're either going to represent God or you're going to represent evil. Exactly. Simple. Yes, exactly. Uh, being a, a career firefighter myself and, and working with the police department for the last 30 years as a firefighter, yes, I, I, I definitely totally agree with you on the support that we need to give our law enforcement. And also being a U.S. Army veteran myself, I, I believe definitely in supporting the veterans. And right now I think they're being overlooked uh, on both sides. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, 
And also, I think it's sad that you have uh, uh, Miss Lightfoot, who is talking about defunding the police when on any given weekend, you have over 120 people that are shot and uh, probably about half of those murdered, you know, and she's talking about defunding the police and um, and um, Trump, President Trump offered to help her. She refused. She refused. And now that place is totally out of control. The last subject they need to be entertaining is defunding the police. I agree. Um, <clears throat> Milwaukee is like a baby Chicago. And uh, there was four murders the other day, and the media didn't even talk about it. Um, and what's what's really terrible is most of these cops are retiring early. I mean, so the less cops you have that's experienced, the more crime it's going to be. So if black lives really matter, like most of these leftists support, why would you defund the police? And why would you put a, put the police in a situation that protects the black community? Because, you know, and, and I grew up in the, in the inner city of Milwaukee and I made something of myself because God has blessed me great. And, uh, I never overcome my blessings and I'm half black Sicilian and Polish. And there's a lot of African-American elderly people that has worked hard that lived in them communities before they got so destructive that they count on the police to protect them, which that whole theory that black people don't support police is so much of a lie that all it is is propaganda from the media to make the public believe that there's so many African-Americans that appreciate the police because that's their safety, you know? And um, I do remember when Trump offered help for Chicago and they turned it down. It's terrible. Yes, it is. It's, it's absolutely terrible. And then for Prisker to get up there and say that he's, this is what I've done for the COVID and, and reelect me because I've done so well and everything. And yet he turns around and he will sit there and call mask mandates now again in our schools. And, and you have to have a mask in businesses and, and a mask outside if you're not vaccinated. And yet he goes to these functions. It's, it's ridiculous where he's not wearing a mask. What is he, he like? Okay, well, we're going to start the, the mask mandates after I'm done with this function. So I don't have to wear one. It's, it, it's, Hypocrisy at its best is what it is what it boils down to. Well, what it really is is do as I say, not as I do, because when Peter yep. was shutting down Illinois with the mask mandate, he was right here in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, enjoying himself with no face mask. His wife was down there in Florida enjoying herself, where uh, face mask isn't. Uh, <laughs> promoted you know what i'm saying like desantis is a great great governor for what he's doing um and then he's defunding the school systems that want to try to you know enforce face masks which is very harmful for kids no matter how you look at it you know i would like someone to take that face mask that these kids are wearing and do a bacteria test and see how much bacteria is on that face mask and if that is not inhumane, then talk to me. Don't talk. Tell me, trust the science, Fauci, because you ain't showed no science. And Marshall here is uh, the owner of our sister channel, and he's had the frontline doctors of America on there 
And they'll tell you, I mean, them face masks could cause cancer, ammonia, and very bad harmful conditions, which uh, hopefully this comes to the light because this is crimes against <laughs> Yeah, and especially yes. it's bad for kids that are already facing all type of health issues. And uh, I mean, some may have respiratory problems, you know, all type of issues. And now they are forced to wear uh, a face mask. mask. And we, we all know what this is all about, you know. So we just got to continue to fight in all of our districts, continue to um, encourage people, empower people, uh talk to them about knowledge and wisdom, you know, regardless of how much they refuse to hear what it is you have to say, we have to keep keep addressing these issues so people will know, you know, I mean, even though we're talking about the face mask right now, you know, it's easy for a person that's in um, already in office to talk about defunding the police, but we have to remember that they already have their security with them at all times, like Corey. Corey Bush, what she said, you know, she let us know she has $200,000 worth of security uh, with her at all times. But many of us are not as not that fortunate to have our own private bodyguards, you know, while we are running for office, we are also you know, at, at state too, because of the things we are saying and because we are putting ourselves out there on the front on the front lines. I'm sure everybody get uh, those trolls and ugly messages in their uh, inbox every day, just like I do. So our lives matter too. You know. So with that being said, we cannot afford to defund the police, and we gotta fight for our kids because the kids are the future. Right. I, I absolutely. I mean, a good friend of mine that I've had on here twice is Jerome Bell out of Virginia Beach. And uh, I don't I can't tell you how many times me and him been on Twitter and shutting down so-called racist people, because I, I don't want to say racist because no baby is born racist. You could take a white baby, a black baby, a Hispanic baby and put them in a room from the day they were born until they're teenagers, they're going to love each other. That All that is is indoctrination, just like we see that's going on with the critical race theory. And um, it's a shame, you know, and, and that, you know, the problem is we need God alive. We need God involved. These these leftists, they want to take God out the, the vocabulary as much as they can because they know God is going to bring that galvanized unity and you can't touch that. Because there is no hatred. That's all created, you know? And uh, it, yes. it's sad what they're doing. Yes, it is. I mean, uh, I was just looking at the news here before I got on, too, uh, as far as the violence in, in Chicago. Wanting to defund the police, but yet an hour ago, two teenagers were shot just sitting in their car in, in, in the park up there in Chicago. Uh, recently, a 70-year-old woman was shot sitting in her car, getting ready to go to work, talking with her stepson. And they were trying to steal the car. They shot and killed her and left the car. So you defund the police and all that's going to do is have the, the gangs are going to have free roam because they don't know. They're not going to they know that they're not going to be suffering any consequences for what they do until we till we get a handle on all of this and, and get a handle and show the people that us as the government 
that we care for them, that we're reaching out to them, and that we we care about all lives. I mean, I'm I'm part Spanish, uh, English, and German, so I have Hispanic blood in me. Does that you know? I mean, it, it races got nothing to do with this. We're all God's children. We're all we all are are in 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 the Lord's eyes His children. So why should we have all this hate and 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 violence and hatred going on? I I just I I want to do something about it. This is a my daughter, she'll be 30 in, in October, so she was born here. She was born here, and this is her home, and I want to fight for her home because I'm getting tired of it being trashed. I'm getting tired of it uh, uh, going <clears throat> down down the in the gutter. It, it's just ridiculous. I mean, we all want to fight for our home. We all want to fight for our children. We all want to fight for our beliefs, and we definitely want God in our lives and with the way that they're going right now they're taking all of that out of our lives they're dictating to us what we need to do they're dictating to us how we need to raise our children how we need to live our lives what we need to do to 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 go on in our everyday life and it's it's just sad what what everything is coming to no I agree I'm gonna uh, say a few things and I would like to for all you guys that's on here um that's that's running for Congress, that's going to, you know, uh, be fighting for our rights. I would like for you guys to introduce yourselves. But I will say this. I had uh, Bishop Larry Gators on here um, several months back. And if you guys have not watched any of his videos, go to YouTube, type in Bishop Larry Gators. And this man breaks down the history of the truth. And uh, he breaks down the history as the Kasarian Mafia are the ones that created slavery. They created the racism that we know of now with a couple bloodlines because they needed that theory and they hired they had two white lawyers that created the Ku Klux Klan and they wanted white America and black America to believe that a white person created the Ku Klux Klan where it's the Kasarian Mafia these fake Jews <laughs> that was really the one that slave owners and orchestrated this whole thing and many of my black family don't know this, which like my grandmother picked cotton and she, and, and God is powerful because when they had my brother, cause he's older than me, that changed the whole dynamics of everything. But she doesn't know the truth and many don't know the truth. And the moment that black America and white America and Hispanic America learns this is going to be a galvanized moment that these people can't divide us. They divide us with gay, straight, black, white, rich, poor. At the end of the day, we're all God's people, and we got to love on each other no matter what. And um, I just want to say that if you guys haven't watched Bishop Larry Gators, I suggest you guys to check him out. He breaks down the truth, and the more that truth can get out, the more we can have that galvanized moment. And I'm going to leave the mic to all you beautiful politicians on here giving us your time. Hi there. So I'm Darlene Swaffer. I'm an America First candidate running in Florida's District 22. Um, we definitely have a broken country right now. Congress doesn't work. Uh, both Democrats and Republicans don't talk to each other. Le you know, meaningful legislation is not getting passed. And, you know, there, there's really only one solution. And I appreciate what you shared about, um, you know, understanding the truth because until we actually understand the truth and we unite together as one America, that is literally the only way that we're gonna survive this. Um, but I suggest that everyone 
look into the precinct strategy that was written by Dan Schultz out of Arizona. Steve Bannon from The War Room had this on his show early this year. And the focus of the precinct strategy is literally to get involved with your local GOP, become committee men and committee women, uh, become precinct captains if that's something that's available in your area, and then get behind every America First candidate and help them get elected. And what I want to talk about as far as getting behind America First candidates, whenever you hear people say it shouldn't be about money, it's because they don't know anything about what it takes to run a campaign. There's specific milestones that a candidate needs to reach before we can get local support to advance our campaign in the direction where it needs to go. So for US congressional campaigns, that first mile marker is about $100,000 because that tells everybody that you're a viable candidate. And what I mean by viable candidate, you've got the funds to pay for your treasurer to file your FEC filings. You've got the money um, to have a strategist understand who your voters are so that you can go out and knock on their doors and uh, introduce yourself. You've got the money to pay for lawn signs. You've got the money to create you know, a marketing video to explain that I'm ready to launch my campaign. So the next mile marker is about 250,000. That's when the local GOP says, oh, wait a minute, not only are they a viable candidate, now you, you are showing evidence that you can raise the money for them to step in and try to guide you and support you in other ways, maybe co-sponsoring um, events or co-fundraising events. And then when you get to the million dollar mark, then all of a sudden you've got national attention and people like you know Fox News wants you on their show. So it's not so much about the money, it's just about you know running a campaign is very much like running a business. There's no discounts. Nobody gives us freebies. Nobody says, I'm going to produce a video for free and I'm going to air it on Fox News for two months for you. That doesn't happen. We've got to pay for everything. Um, so I kind of want to share some truths from the perspective of what it takes to run for Congress. And just like Laverne said, you know, we put our lives out there. It affects our families. It affects our businesses. We get attacked every day. Our lives are on the line. And we're literally doing this to save our country. I've got no other motivation. I, I run a successful business. So I technically don't need to do this if I don't really want to. But I'm thinking about my 12-year-old son and what future he has to look forward to. And, and at the trajectory that we're heading, he's not going to have a future. So that's the reason why I stepped in. That's the reason why Laverne stepped in, why La like Latarisa Jones stepped in, why Ruben Young stepped in, because we love our country and we're willing to fight for our country. So with regards to my campaign, my endorsements include Lynn Wood. It includes the Republican National Hispanic Assembly of which I'm the chairwoman for Broward County, the Greater South Florida Chamber of Commerce, Veterans for America First, and some notable personalities like Doug Billings from The Right Side Show. Um, as an entrepreneur, I have a lot of business experience, project management, accounting and finance, corporate recruiting, and I'm trademarked as the Medicare lady. I run a successful insurance agency and I have uh, 30 agents on my team. Um, so that's just a little bit about me. I'm fighting for my community and I hope that everyone on your show supports my campaign. Best way to reach me is swafferforcongress.com. That's S-W-A-F-F-A-R. F-O-R, congress.com. Thank you, everyone. Hey, Darlene, after uh, the show, please send me a message. I would love to bring you on here as well. Okay, great. 
Okay, okay. Can I can I get in this conversation? It's Ruben Young. It ain't your turn. <laughs> oh, it's not my turn. <laughs> well, he said that. He said that. He said it was open to the candidates. I, so I figured. All right, so Go far, okay. Ruben. I've been uh, I've been involved. I've been involved uh, in this process for a while. I'm Ruben Young. I'm taking on Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I'm a grassroots candidate. I'm running uh, out of sheer grit, sheer guts, because I realize that this country is at war. And is at war because you have the wrong versus right, the good versus the evil. So now, uh, you know, extreme times, uh, we must lend itself to extreme measurements. Because the way we have done business in the past now, I've been a businessman, but at the same time, I've also been someone who worked with various organizations. When I first got involved, I got involved in 1987. And I don't know if a lot of other candidates can say can go that far back, but I got involved uh, with uh, protecting the rights of people uh, on their jobs as a union representative. I also got involved with uh, protecting our children uh, with the Guardian Lighting Program because that's a need. Uh, as someone stated, we have to protect the children. And also, I, I created a national organization, an organization that was built uh, for, pur uh, for the purpose of positive change that was known as Black Organizing Leadership Development, an organization formed for the purpose of positive change because it's all about that positive change. And over the years, I've been, uh, I've been back and forth. I've been a Democrat. I walked away from the Democrat because I didn't like how they did President Trump because President Trump, was trying to bring this country back to the formations of the Constitution. Because before we had any of these local seats, if we go back into 1797, we go back to when the Constitution was first presented. The only positions you had at the time, you had uh, you had U.S. representatives. Uh, you had those members of the Second Continental Congress. And, but at the same time, we had individuals who represented at the lowest level of our government, the voices of the people. That's why they call it, we the people so i take a a, a a different approach you know we have been uh been betting on candidates over the years like we've been betting on horses and we keep getting the same old thing we keep getting the same old candidates candidates that all they do uh and from my research they raise a whole lot of money but they don't they don't run to win they run to live on the money they run to put the money in their bank account after the election's over so they don't put that 100% effort with people like myself because i know that the party knows me because i i ran for my first very first seat i was 28 years old i spent since my age of 28 years old i've been out here trying to make a difference and and, and the power structure they know when there's somebody that is uncompromising they know when they have somebody that's going to stand for god and say, for God I live, God I will surely die. And it is not about the money for me. It's about the justice. It's about making sure that we have fair processes. It's about advocating and standing up for the little man when people are being uh, taken advantage of. Because I know about being taken advantage of. They did it to me last year when I ran against another do-nothing Democrat named Harvey Rubin. He's the Miami-Dade County Clerk of Court. And I took him on, and I didn't, I didn't run with a whole lot of money, but guess what? I spent about seventeen dollars to $18,000 of my own money in that race and came out with about uh, 278,000 votes. I actually beat him, but they shaved about 400,000 ballots of voters from the voters' roll, and they gave him close to about 400,000 mail-in ballots. And they've been cheating since I've been running. They've been cheating since 1990. 
so I, I, I take a different view because I know that we have a lot of good American first candidates. And I'm a natural born American. I was born here. Under the citizenship clause, I have a legal right to run. And the citizenship clause protects our country from people that's not citizens running to occupy the seats because of the of uh, the uh the temptations of their of what they call foreign influences of being compromised from the get-go. So I'm I'm just saying we as a as a party, we have to we can't look at these races like the Democrats. We can't pick candidates like the Democrats, like we're going down the list because we're now talking about taking back this country. We have a lot of people in here that's doing everything they can to destroy America from within. And I see them, you see them, Lightfoot, just like uh, uh, Biden. I can't say President Biden, but just like Biden was a mistake. Uh, we say defund the police. Well, guess what? My brother got killed by the police. He got killed and murdered by the police, but I'm not out here advocating uh, defund the police. I believe in law and order. I believe in the rules of law. So I'm running because somebody has to speak up and speak out for the little man, have to speak out for the people in the inner city communities where other people will turn their eyes away from people living in the inner city community saying that they're lazy. They don't want to advance. I know that for a fact because I lived in the inner city. I know, I knew personally drug dealers, pimps, prostitutes. I knew them by their first name. I knew that because of their situation and circumstances, opportunities wasn't there for them because they had nobody speaking for them. Well, I'm running because we need to speak for them. We need to speak for the small businesses. We need to speak for those, parent, those parents who want the quality education for their children. So I don't, I don't come in to lay out a resume because I, I'm all about service. I've been out here since 1987, 87, 88, 89. And I can count the people I saw out here with me. I know Latrice has been out here. I know Laverne been out here because I, I fought with them in my community side by side as well as in the Haitian community, as well as in the Hispanic community. I've been there. Dolly, and I'm just getting to know her and I know she's a fighter because I see her fighting. And I thank her for the opportunity. She gave me a platform to say more than 30 seconds. So I'm out here because it's, it's needed. I know how to fight. I know the, uh, I ain't trying to be cute. I ain't trying to be nice. I'm trying to win. And I'm talking about winning for this party and winning for America because I'm here to save America. And that's my platform. And I ask the people out there in the, in the listening audience, let's do something different. Let's put people in that have the, a vested and genuine interest in serving and saving this country because we are at war. And we're here to protect the Constitution. So my name is Ruben Young. My website is R Young for Congress. Please check me out. Go to my website. Read about me. You know, look, campaigning is not a beauty contest. Because if it was, I I know I would not win. I don't look good. I don't look good on lipstick or wig. Look, people say that I look like a frog with a head on my head, and I know that's the truth because I do look like a frog. I look like a frog in the law. But guess what I'm running with? I'm running with sheer grit. I'm not out here to be cute. I'm running with a lot of heart because I am dead serious about saving this country. And I ask for you give me your consideration. Again, my name is Ruben Young. Please check me out. And you may like what you see. But, but if not, let's pray for me and pray for all the other American first candidates and pray that we, we take a sizable amount of those positions in the House so we can change some of these laws and make this world a better place like President Donald Trump, who is still the lawful and legal president of these United States of America. 
to add value to what Robin Young said last week, the Republican National Hispanic Assembly of Broward County had a meet the candidate night and we had seven candidates. Uh, Laverne uh, Spicer was there um, and Ruben Young was there. But I have to say there were four congressional candidates for Congress, U.S. Congress, and there were three state candidates. And Ruben Young brought the house down. I'm telling you, I loved his speech. He had 15 minutes. He came prepared with legislation, his platform. He did an amazing job. I loved, I love, love, love his speech. Uh, so I just want to add Thank some value. And, and I apologize. There's one more thing. I apologize, Teresa, because I know you want to say something. I failed to mention, because I'm, I'm trying to unify our community. The Road to Liberty Conference is September the 18th. It's a Saturday at the Signature Grand. We have amazing speakers coming from all over the country to speak at that event. Doug Billings from the Right Side Show is hosting. We have Pastor um, uh, Greg Locke. We have uh, William Federer. We have Dr. Jane Ruby. We have Darren Gobb. We have Bill Mitchell. We have pa Pastor um, Massey Campos. Amazing, amazing speakers. So if you want to find out about that, it's RoadToLibertyConference.com, and I would love for everybody to come because it's going to be an amazing, exciting, patriotic event. Thank you. Well, my name is Latrice Jones. I'm also a candidate. I'm running in 2022 and the District 20. Uh, but my thing is, I am almost 60 years old. My grandmother died at 122 in this country. I'm an American slave descendant. And I say that because I tend to see that what we fail to realize is that Congress was built for people, the American people. Those are people that need to go to these offices. Those are people we have built to put in the office. So we become guilty, America. We are guilty in this country. The only thing that's happening is what we've allowed to happen. So we can't point the blame on other people. And as Ruben said, we kind of have to redirect things in reference to our behavior and in reference to how we are looking at candidates. You know, I hear y'all talking about the GOP. Well, the GOP is just as bad sometimes as the uh, DNC, to be most truthful, if we're going to have a real conversation. And this is not just about, for me, if I talk about my platform, and it's not about an how can you be an America first candidate? Everybody is an American. And this is the problem. We have too much rhetoric going on. Um, for me, as far as endorsements, I get a lot of support from a lot of the major senators out here as well. But do I feel as though that's going to push me across the finish line? No, I don't. And when I say senators, I mean Senator Marco Rubio. Uh, I have a relationship with um, Scott as well because I created an organization called Grandmas for the Generations. And what I started doing was pulling youth out of urban communities and helping enhance them, educate them on conservative values. So my kids have from Miami, from Opelika, from District 20, have pretty much so traveled around the country on different federal level campaigns. So I am a believer that when you change laws, you change lives, and exposure is what's going to change what's going on right now. Right now, you have to cut it out at the head. The head is Joe Biden. You have to take the devil off that seat, period. And that a complete house. You know, we all run around here like we're about to do something different. 
until we start strategizing better and restructuring how we are approaching this. Because remember something, they cheated President Trump. They literally cheated him. Election integrity matters. I was in Georgia when they had the campaign, the runoffs for U.S. Senate, again, with my boys and my girls from Grandmas for the Generations. I saw them cheat. We have to start changing the laws in this country and have some type of election integrity. And don't, nobody wants to talk about it. If I can tell you right now, Ruben and I are in this contest in reference to petitions, because we're qualifying by petitions opposed to spending $10,440. So let's give an example. Both of us have been challenging the supervisor of elections across the state of Florida because they don't know what the law is when it comes to these elections. And we see it. Ruben turned in, for example, 700 petitions and only got credit for 400. 400. <laughs> I went toe-to-toe -to -toe in Marion County because they told me they were not going to accept my petitions at all. I had to go to the legal counsel, file a complaint in order to let them see, uh, in order to move this forward. And this is the power the supervisor of elections have. And Ruben and I talk about it all the time. Are they necessary? Because people don't realize that's the area where they cheat us at. And if we're going to focus on these elections, we need to start focusing on some real nitty gritty. And that means to make sure that our candidates are going to be able to cross the finish line and we have a support system in place. Because I hear everybody talking, everybody talking. We want our country back, our kids, because I'm going to tell you about these children. I have seven children and nine grandchildren. My children never took immunizations, ever. My baby is 30. And you know why they did? Because I'm a researcher. I read. I knew it was more children dying from those immunizations than they were living as well. These are things that we have to continue to do. We have to educate people. We talk about, you know, when you start talking about people like Harriet Tubman and people like that, they just fought because they had the heart in them. They believed in what they believe in, just like I do, Laverne and Ruben. I can speak for us because we on the grind all the time together. This is not the first time, and it's not just about politics, but what we've decided, if you're going to help a community, you have to change the laws. Change laws, you change lives is my philosophy as well. And look at this agenda they are pushing. It's huge. They are pushing. The media is a monster. It's a mainstream monster. At the end of the day, they are bringing so many Afghanistans into this country that left all them Americans over there. And then you have people at the border walking across coming into the country. So they're accomplishing their goals while we sit on the sideline and we are having these conversations that have to be more organized. Not this conversation per se, but we have to organize boots on the ground in order for us to move forward and take a stand in this country as well. Because nobody's talking about all those people that were arrested January 6th. A lot of those people are still arrested, still sitting in jail for doing absolutely nothing. We have to start being better about planning what we're doing and strategizing. Because one thing we can say about those Democrats, like it or not, and see the issue about even seeing Democrats, to me, 
I have been supporting President Trump and been in this for 10 years before it was any other black faces that I can see support President Donald J. Trump. Most of us lost family members, didn't talk to families for years, uh, all this name calling, ain't none of that of God. How can we be a people of God and we not walking like we should be walking? We have to walk better, all of us as people. We have to be the example for these children. We know that if we don't fight right now, like these school masks, talk to some of those kids. You can see those kids being broken out around their miles from these masks. We cannot allow this and we have to strategize. Yes, I am running for office and better yet, I'm gonna take my seat because that's what we have to do. We have to come in all that being politically nice and you shouldn't curse and you shouldn't do that. Well, guess what? You won't be able to have a book to read, an internet to get on because this is how socialism starts. I am an American slave descendant. My husband came to this country when he was eight years old on the last Liberty flight into out of Cuba. And my point being with that, this is how it starts. And that's why it's so crucial right now. Castro came to the United States, to New York, and up there with that sorry governor that just walked away, all that killing. And I tell you one thing, y'all want to talk about it ain't black and it ain't white. If he was a black governor, he would have been under that seat. He is a como. He stood in there. He stacked those senior citizens' bodies. Stacked them. He was a elite. He, he, the women he, he taunted as well. You know, these are things and issues that we have to deal with. We as conservatives cannot continue to start letting things be okay and just pass and give everybody a pass. We have to stop it. If we're going to win a battle, we're going to come out here just like David did. David had faith in the most high God, the most high God. All those people that were going to fight, and guess what happened? You all know the story. They all got scared because the giant was so big. And right now, we have a big monster that we have to fight. We have a monster, and he's huge. And it's going to take us all to go on here with our David shoes on uh, and take down Goliath. Because Goliath right now is Biden, Harris, and Pelosi. You take them three down, boom. We take our country back. And I'm Latresa Jones, and I go by L.A. Jones as well. L.A. Jones for Congress.com. And that is who I am. And I'm fighting. I'm fighting. And all of that, the party always set lines. You need $100,000. You need $200,000. You know what? We're living in a time, whereas, remember the people that donate all this money. These are retired people. These are people on fixed income. These are the people you want us to go out here because the big donors, they're even scaling back. And they'll tell you that they're scaling back because they don't trust what's going on in this economy. But just like Ruben said, we have some other alternatives. You know, we can get out here. We have to use our resources. My grandfather had a third grade education and he built an empire an empire in Detroit. They all retired millionaires. So ain't nobody gonna tell me what's not possible in this country. And I'm sick and tired of us falling into this, um, the agenda of what the, the, the news pump, pump, 
the black people don't work everybody on welfare well guess what right now everybody get unemployment because it's cheaper for them and they make more money getting unemployed amen so so all of that i'm latrice jones like i said i don't play the radio L.A. Jones. L.A. Jones. I do carry, so I'm going to let you know that as well. You believe in the Second Amendment? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I do. Yes, that you said we got to replace. Go ahead. Mike. So, Mike, Mike, um, before we move on, I just want we really appreciate her laying down the sermon for the day because that she was preaching and uh it was a, a very good good sermon of david and goliath and uh, oftentimes i mean i've seen it over the years now you know when i walked away from the democratic party and became a republican party i said that the republican party they don't do things the same as the democrat and if you show that you're willing to get in this party with both feet because Terry, Teddy, uh, uh, Theodore, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt, that Teddy Roosevelt once said, he said, if you're talking about be, being an American, you got to get into America with both feet. You can't have you can't have one foot in one country then have the other foot in another country. He said, in America, we roll our sleeves up and we get in here and we fight and we fight the good fight. We fight because we are uh, an American. And this is the sermon that I heard from Latresa. And I really do uh, thank her for that because money doesn't win elections. Uh, I've run a lot of elections. I ran, a, I don't know how many elections, but you know, every election I, I have run over these last 20, 30 years, I ran them because I felt it was the right thing to do. And I didn't want to be owned by anybody. I wanted to be able to go into these seats and I wanted to be able to fight the good fight. I wanted to be able to stand up for, uh, stand up on the agenda of those persons that couldn't stand up for themselves. And this is what the people in District 23 needs. They don't need a compromised representative. They don't need somebody that loves money. All they do is talk about, oh, I love money, 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 money. But what about the people? I mean, I'm hearing all kinds of things. They love money, but they don't care nothing about service. They love right. money and not even, not even, don't even have the skills. I have legislative, legislative experience. I was a district legislative assistant too. I ran a district. I helped draft the laws. I helped with the appropriation request. I got those bills scheduled before the various committees. I understand the legislative process. And a lot of people think because they look good and because they are cute, that qualifies them to occupy a congressional seat. This is the highest seat and, and, in and the Ruben, land. Ruben, that's one of the problems right now. We got a lot of celebrities in the office that are ego tripping and think it's a beauty contest when we are out here fighting for our lives right now because of their, their ignorance. Right here, man. You know what? You said a mouthful. Uh, I, I got you. I, I hear you what you're saying because, I, I mean, I, I, that's, I mean, when people hear me say, I know I look like a frog, what I'm truly saying, don't look at the outside. You know, that's, that, that's immaterial. Look at the knowledge. Look at my experience. Look at what I'm here to offer. I'm, I'm about advocacy. I've been advocating all my life, whether on the front line or behind the scenes. When you, when, if you need somebody to have, go into battle, 
I'm your man because I've learned over the years how to do how to file certain documents, how to file certain complaints, how to file lawsuits, write laws. That's one of the things I did in talent. Certain ways you have to look at that in the, in the, and you put the language down, but you get help with the law. You, you have legal people to help you out. But at the same time, you got to understand that you just can't, you just doesn't walk, you won't walk into a seat because you think you're pretty or you think you look good or you think you're fine. That ain't how, that ain't how this work. You got that's to why have people suffering right now because they got somebody cute in their district that's not doing their damn job and doing Amen, what they're supposed to to fight for these people right now. Like, uh, for instance, a lot of places throughout the United States, they're working on bringing these people from Afghanistan to stay here in Miami in our district. When in, but what about the homeless population? What about these people that have worked all of their life? and are staying in the streets and don't have a roof over their head. We need to take care of Americans first before we start handing things out to other people that are coming here from other countries that haven't worked, that have not paid into our American system, that have not paid any taxes. They're riding out on the backs of our taxpayer dollars. And they put a lot of, and they put a lot of the illegals, they put a lot of the illegals in the inner city yeah. and they make the, and they become stakeholders and then they have a voice in the community because of the fact that they've been there three four five years but that's that's that what what what's going on what's happening to america what's happened to those senior citizens in those in the city communities i mean yes, we have addressed that as conversion you know what they're doing though all they're doing is bringing in votes you're bringing in the, the legal mexicans you and, and then there's middle easterns coming through that mexican border then you're bringing in them Afghanistans. And when the Cubans start fighting and standing up for their rights, they told them, if you come over here, you're going to go to jail and you're going to get sent back. Because they and know they, the Cubans. And they showed them. They showed the, them on the news, sending them back. Them Cubans ain't dealing with communism. They ain't, they're going to vote conservative because they know what con communism is. So it, it's they, all. The Haitians real, too, because they're sending the Haitians back. It was 45 Haitians that came into uh south florida last week and they put them off in jail you know so wow. i think these are things wow. we need to uh start riding on as far as conservatives because like you said you know what they gonna fight down they know this is a fight it's a street fight that's what this is about a street fight and if you ain't ready to fight you should come out you should not come to play let's raise a good point Good point, Latrice. I like that. Uh, if you're not here to fight, you can't cry when somebody criticizes you. You know, I got tough skin because I've been involved in this a long time. But the first of all, first of all, Laverne, Laverne is right. We got a lot of veterans. They are not getting the service. They're living on the streets. Who's yeah. speaking up for them? Who, gonna, who will speak for them? Now, you had a lady in this seat for, since 2004. She don't speak for the veterans that's on the street. She don't even speak about the services that veterans need, the mental services that veterans need, the resources and the you know the, the finances that the our veterans need who gave their life. I served in the I lived one time as a homeless veteran. I went through an experience living on the street. I know how it feels, and I didn't want to be out there. And I constantly prayed to God, Lord, please help me get me out of this. And I can tell you what. God hurt my prayer. So that made me a stronger person because I no longer, uh, you know, thumb my nose up to anybody. I understand their problems and their pain. So when you talk about 
going into Congress, those things of what I would look at, those are the things that Laverne and Latrice will look at. And I say them because I know them well. I've been knowing Laverne for a long time and I've been knowing Latrice about the same. So we're in this, we're in this thing to fight and fight this fight. We're at war and we need to call it a war. We're at war and this is why I'm going to Congress to bring these oath of office violations against a lot of these representatives that's been violating their oath of offices. Nice. I know we're bringing uh, on September 30th, Trisha Flanagan out of New Jersey will be joining us. Uh, she's ready to knock Nancy Pelosi out of that House speaker. So okay, uh, I'm bringing all patriots on here and letting them be noticed by citizens that is going to fight the good fight. And this is biblical. This is spiritual. This is good versus evil. Yes. Uh, we we see what they're doing, you know. They they can't hide. The light is shining bright on them. Right. Also, we have uh, Sue on from North Miami. I invited her as well. I would like to give her a chance to come on and say something, Sue. Hi. Hi, everyone. This is Lynn Sue. I'm running for state rep, District 100. That's uh, Northeast Dade, Southeast Broward. And I just love this group of congressional candidates. You guys are awesome. Um, I'm a daughter of an immigrant myself. I'm made in America, so I'm very proud to be American. And I'm running because I want to conserve and have this country thrive and not live under any kind of communism. But thank you so much, Laverne Spicer, for inviting me today. And um, it's great to meet all the patriots here on the call. Okay. And Cheryl. Cheryl. I guess she's um off. So anyway, I am Laverne Spice. I'm running in District 24, which is uh Miami and parts of Broward as well. I'm running against Frederica Wilson. She has been in that seat for over eleven years. And she is someone that doesn't do anything for her district at all. Um, I'm a business owner. Um, years ago, I started a nonprofit organization and we provide food for over 7,000 families monthly that are suffering from food insecurity, as well as um, we help walk them through the 1-800 long homeless process. And we also give them clothing we help them prepare for a job for job interviews that type of stuff and we work very closely with our senior community a lot of the seniors that we give food to receive less than 200 dollars a month total income and five dollars in food stamps and i was a democrat for years and of course i heard the call of president trump when he said take back your community you know, because they're not doing anything to help you anyway. So he, for me, that that was like a resounding bell because I know for years I have worked with many politicians in my district. And of course, once they get elected, you don't hear anything from them. You know, they don't answer your emails and they basically um, ignore you or whatever. So that's why I decided to run. And I'm glad I did because 
You know, we need fighters because right now you cannot come into this race with a spirit of meekness. You have to have a spirit of boldness because the things that they are doing to us is something that we have never seen take place in the 20th century nor the 21st century. I mean, right now we're dealing with things such as CRT theory, which teaches um, uh, black kids that the white people basically owe them something because of their white colored skin. And it's really like saying to the black kid, you should have an inferiority complex. And you know, one thing about America, if you're willing to get up every day and apply yourself and go to work and you believe in yourself, then you can accomplish anything basically that you put your mind to. Because years ago when I started my business, I didn't start it because I had the capital. I started my business because I believed in myself and I believed in my dreams and God gave me a vision and he placed it in my heart. And I always had a heart of passion, a heart of giving. So that's one of the reasons that I do what I do. And if you have a food bank and you do not have a compassionate heart and a compassionate spirit, it is impossible for those places to stay open for 20 years like that. You know, so it takes a lot to run a business. Also, so far as when you talk about Democratic operated di uh, districts, most of those districts are high crime areas and high crime districts, whether it's Baltimore, whether it's Philadelphia, whether it's Chicago, Milwaukee, or Miami, we cannot afford to be without the police in my district. In my district, we have kids that are getting killed on their birthday at their own birthday parties. And we had a few of those that happened back to back, like within a month. So something needs to be done. We have plenty of issues that need to be addressed, and, and we have to join forces to fight together. Also, we have we now have Black Lives Matter, and we know that Black Lives does not uh, support Black people. It's all about overthrowing the government, you know. And if you go to YouTube, you will see Patrice there, and she's talking about, and she's the executive director of uh, Black Lives Matter. And she's talking about their agenda, which is to overthrow the government, their agenda, which is a Marxist agenda. So they are now out here representing us by robbing, stealing, looting, burning these stores, destroying people property, you know, and also invading people homes, private homes and, um, you know, um, um, putting guns to their head and stuff. So, uh, and, and, and all of this needs to stop, you know, and I'm glad that we have Governor Ron DeSantis here in the state of Florida that's, that let it be known, hey, if you come here, that's not going to happen here in this state of Florida. So that's great because we don't want to see our police stations here overthrown like we have seen in other states throughout this United States of America. We also have um, many homeless seniors that are staying in the streets. We have veterans that have been to war to fight for this country that are coming back here facing mental health 
crises. You know, they program them how to go and fight in the war. But when they come back, who is the programming these people on how to not, you know, how to change your mindset that you're no longer in a war anymore. So we, they need more mental health counseling for these people that are going through crisis in the situations in their life, you know, and we just need to take care of American first. You know, we have all these Afghanistan uh, people that are refugees that are coming here. And of course, they're going to take care of them. They're going to give them a place to stay. You know, they're going to make sure they have dollars in their pockets and everything. But what about the people that have worked all of their life here? What about our senior community? See, for many of those seniors, they started working years ago, like in the 40s and the 50s, where the cost of living was low. The, the, the amount of money that they made on their checks was very small. So now a lot of them have very small retirement checks. You know, a lot of them get anywhere from 200 to $700 a month income. And that's not enough money because they're taking care of their grandkids. Many of their children are incarcerated and in prison. So, you know, now they have to start their life by being basically a parent all over again to their grandkids. You know, so we have we another issue that we have in my district is the Section 8 program because in Miami, the cost of living has rose tremendously. A one-bedroom may run you like $1,200 a month. Wow. And for these people that are on the Section 8, right, when um they go to uh, get an apartment, these people are running their credit, right? So they have to do an application. They got to pay for those application fees, which is anywhere from $50 to 100 and some dollars per application that they are filling out. And also when they are pulling their credit, that's lowering their credit score, right? So now they end up with a, a low credit score. And also the applications may be denied. So they have to go to several places for they even able to find a place in the first place. And that's ridiculous because if they have Section 8, Section 8 is guaranteeing that they're going to pay that rent on time each and every month. So why do they have to go through a credit check, which is causing them a problem, you know, with the qualifying process in the first place? So right. this I have a question. Because you're about that because listen their agenda is much bigger than what we think it is you are pushing a whole group of muslims into a christian country they're about well, to thing, take over right and one thing we know about omar is that she's totally anti-american she has a totally muslim anti-america agenda and and the things that she says out of her mouth as a congresswoman should not be allowed 
focus. It should be totally, it's totally against, all of them are totally against our Constitution. Totally against it. So they should not even be in Congress in the first place. So. Oh, wow. That's great. Y'all said a mouthful in that one. Wow. I really enjoyed that. Now, can I, can I want to add, I want to add to what Laverne, Latrice, and what uh, Darlene, I think I heard Darlene say. Now, with the with the uh, affordable housing, one of the things that we were fighting when I was up there, we was trying to amend the Florida Civil Rights Act uh, to include giving people the opportunity to, to actually go from uh, ground zero to hero. That means they didn't have to go the longer way to uh, hood to file a complaint when they experience that those discrimination because those those discrimination violate civil rights and we're trying to amend the civil rights uh, act of Florida so they can go and bring a lawsuit after it has been known of two years of being discriminated against and I know Darlene is, a, is an attorney I believe she have a legal background I know that she's a constitutional scholar because I heard her on an iHeartRadio how she knows that constitution. So we need somebody up there that understands and knows that constitution. But we but we but we're we're fighting the fight because we have a lot of non-citizens. We have a lot of non-citizens serving in Congress. And I think that if you're gonna be a if you're gonna be a congressional representative, you should first be a, a citizen. You should not be somebody that hate America because we need to do what we have to do to vet these candidates. Uh, we're allowing people in that have a deep deep hatred for this country. They don't even want to salute, salute the flag anymore. They, they'd rather cow down and kneel to the flag when when people died in the battle hymn of, of the Republican. They died keeping that flag from falling to the ground because we said that we'll never let an American flag hit the ground. So we, we have to start looking at this differently. We have to make ourselves look at this differently because you know what you see is not what you really see. And what I see is lawlessness, what I see is anarchy. What I see within Chicago is a mayor that really hates America. And so that should be a prerequisite for being a mayor. Biden, he hates America. He has a record. Biden has a longstanding record of hating America. Look at his record. Look at the things he stood for. If you go back to the 60s, he was in support of segregation. He was in support of keeping black and white children from being in the same classroom. But now... I guess that I guess that has changed. Uh, he may have gotten a, a different point of view. I don't see that. I see someone who's really doing everything they can to put America in the hands of communists, in the hands of dictators, in the hands of socialists. And we're sitting back uh, as, as if we don't have any power. We do have power. We have power under that constitution because we are citizens. You know, a lot of the rights that a lot of people get in this country, those rights was put in law. In the Constitution, you have to you have to enforce the rights of Americans because the Constitution says that there are certain things that government cannot do. And one thing government must do is be limited. Government must must not go into the bedrooms and violate people's uh, liberties. And and Darlene would correct me because I really do appreciate how I know Darlene. Actually, I really I heard her on the I heard on that show, but she's not gonna let you get by that Constitution. And I yeah, I, well, and I. I if I, if I may interject only because I'm, I'm about to run out of power, but thank you so much for your gracious words, um, Ruben. I am not an attorney, but I've been studying the Constitution on a, on a very historic level for the past four years. And two authors that I absolutely adore and love 
is Chris Ann Hall, and you, she has her website, chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Go and attend her university online courses and learn about early American history. And then also William Federer, who's a walking encyclopedia about early American history and our constitution. But um, I'm gonna lose power any minute, but I just wanna say, please, like, like Ruben said and Laverne said, vet your candidates. Look at what the candidates have done to serve their community even before they became a candidate. Laverne has been feeding the poor for 20 years, okay, selflessly. Um, I've served my community with distinction. I've always served on boards and, and I did everything I could do even leading up until this point and I'm still in a position of service because I serve seniors in my capacity as the Medicare lady. And look what Ruben, done, Ruben has done. Look what La, uh, La Teresa Jones has done. So look at the candidates' backgrounds, vet them, have them, have them be part of your community instead of these candidates that move here specifically to run as your representative. Get somebody who lives here, who's who's paid their dues because they know they you know they give a crap. You know they're going to care about you because you are their neighbor, and they have paid the price. And they have not only that, but they have a record of service, track record of service that that you can bank on. That they have a vested interest to serve their community and not be compromised because their children, their family lives here. So that, that's all I wanted to share. But thank you guys. I've got to come off because I've got like literally two two percent of power left. I would like to introduce my admin to Cheryl, uh, CPN Christy. Cheryl is in Illinois. So Christy, you got a fighter there in Illinois. I just wanted to reassure you that because I know Illinois is pretty buck wild. I'm glad to hear it. It's nice to meet you, Cheryl. Yes, very nice to meet you as well. Um, I, I apologized earlier. <clears throat> I heard Laverne calling me, but apparently there's two mutes in the way I'm doing this, so I didn't realize I was on mute. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, I am running for governor of Illinois, and <clears throat> I can I, I, I agree with so much that's been said tonight. Uh, one of the biggest things is the veterans. When when you have our veterans sleeping on cold garage floors and being fed contaminated food while you're housing illegals coming over here in the hotels, giving them five-star hotels and room service and a nice, warm, comfy bed. Or or when, I mean, the, the veterans' hospitals and so forth, they're, they're just atrocious. I remember working with the ambulance and going into some of these veterans' hospitals and just horrified at the conditions that these hospitals are in. And... It's, it's just ridiculous how our veterans are treated. They, they, I, I served from back in 81 to 87. I was 17 years old, right out of high school, because I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to, to make a difference for my country. I wanted to fight for my country. I wanted to defend my country and everything that my country stands for, because I'm a proud American. And I just see the way that the veterans are being treated. My husband's a retired Desert Storm veteran. And after he retired, this the, the way they treat even the retirees, taking their their benefits away from them and and their dependents' benefits away from them, and charging so much for health insurance when they should be getting all of this free. They, he was over in Desert Storm. He he he, it's just it's ridiculous. You know, you find veterans on the streets, you find homeless veterans, and here we've got Governor Pritzker signing a bill that allows being illinois as a sanctuary state it allows these illegals to come in and he's going to put them up in housing but yet what about our veterans that are on the streets and not 
not having access to this housing. Why put our veterans second and put the illegals as a priority to them? I just don't get it. You know, I mean, I've, I've, I've served my community since I was 17 years old. I joined the military and I was in the military for six years. I got out of the military and I've been a firefighter. I've served my community. I've even, I've even gone as far as getting a college degree in fire science and EMT. I've been an EMT for 30 years. For 30 years, I've been serving my community. I have six clinical saves to, to prove to these people that we all need to stand up. We, for You know, it's just... It just blows my mind to think of how the American people are treated as far as when it comes time to the illegals. And and here, Governor Prisker is talking about mask mandates and how there's a surge in the COVID virus and the Delta variant. Well, first of all, the, the, there's no specific test for the, the virus. There, you can't tell whether, okay, what's well, going to be the Delta virus, that's going to be the Lambda strain or whatever. There's no particular test. So how are they knowing that it's the Delta virus as opposed to the regular virus? And how are we to even know that this is not actually just part of the flu? But if you're talking exactly. about us, you're right. You, you, they don't mandate flu vaccines. Come on. I mean, when was the last time you were told you will take a flu vaccine or you're going to lose your job? Yeah, I don't I, know just, if you you guys know about what happened in Alberta, Canada, but a guy from the door and told him to wear a face mask and he refused. So the guy got a ticket from the police and he went to, he took the Alberta, Canada to court and he says, prove that you have isolated COVID and prove that COVID even exists. They couldn't prove it. He won his case. His charges was dropped. They took the mask mandate, the vaccine mandate. And COVID is considered the flu in Alberta and the dumb. And when we want to go back on how Americans are being mistreated, look at all these people during COVID lost their jobs, lost their house, cars got took. And you're giving them a $1,400 check. And if you look at foreign aid, and you're giving Afghanistan $230 million for women to open up banking accounts. You're giving Iran $400 million for gender recognition. And you're giving Cambodia millions of dollars. I mean, and you know what's funny? Is Trump is the only president that allowed us to see what that foreign aid money was going to these countries. And we got people out here starving, hungry. Mm-hmm losing their job, can't go to work because they're playing with the mask mandate. The FDA, the CDC aren't elected officials to, to dictate laws in our state. Which is crazy. This stuff is just all, all legal. And I'm very thankful from you guys. From the bottom of my heart, I'm serious. And you guys are going to get 100% of my support. And I know my, uh, my members on here, they're going to support you guys hard too. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know, yeah. let me tell you something. I tell Latrice to them all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm in the history, and one of the things I do believe, and I, within my heart, we have, uh, we have like a 219 Republicans uh, in D.C. We have two black congressmen and no black or African American women. I think that we need to change that because. You know, uh, Republicans are not Democrats. Uh, we are the party that freed the slaves. We are the party that passed the first civil rights legislation. Uh, we are the party that's always been moving ahead and been advancing 
of this country. And I think it's now time to uh, ensure that we have a voice, that uh, African-American women, and I'm not just saying that, I'm just saying the facts. Their voices well, should count. Ruben, 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 you guys did win. Laverne Spicer, I know she won. They done robbed her. They done robbed Kim Clazen. They done robbed Jerome Bell. A lot of Americans that ran in 2020 got robbed, plain and Amen. Simple, and they need to fix Amen. that. Yes, That's right. Yes, they need to fix that. Oh, we're going to fix it in 2022, so we're going to demand that they fix it. And we're going to be prepared and ready as well. That's right. We woke now. Oh, many of us are awakened. And uh, this is why they're scared. Uh, I know a lot of you guys, if you're on Twitter, you see the Great Awakening. You see a lot of... uh, a lot of stuff that comes out, you know, they call us deplorables. They call us QAnon conspirators, but um, they don't understand. They're so, well, they do understand, and that's why they're shaking in their boots, and that's why they're so radical, because too many people are awakened now, and they can't stop what's coming. Once we get these elections fixed, you guys are going to win, plain and simple. The machines gots to go. The yeah. IDs need to be back, and the paper ballots need to be reinforced. Yes, yes. And we, I agree with you, Mike. You got and my they can show their ID when they go to the Social Security office. They can show their IDs when they go to the doctors. They can show their IDs when they come out to vote. Okay, that's right, okay. Laverne. That's right, Laverne. I'm for that. Stop the steal. Stop the steal. Stop the steal. They need to, yeah, they, they need IDs to even buy beer. That's right. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And now, because medical marijuana is everywhere, they need ID to go buy medical marijuana too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> they got a lot. They got a lot of innocent people locked away in those prisons, and throwing away the key. We got to fix that too. Due process in this country must be fixed. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, Ruben, you just, you just, you just. Uh, oh yeah, I went there. Yeah, I okay. went there. <laughs> Kamala Harris. Someone that you know doesn't have any connections with the African American community, first None. of all. None. Because you you're what Indian nope. and Jamaican. Second of all, it's good it, it's crazy on how they bear that this women locked up many blacks and Hispanics and hid the evidence and had the force to release them off of death row. And you think America elected her? No. No. They didn't even vote. Absolutely for not. Electing her. Apparently, no, they, they did had not. Really- and also, you have um, a lot with that school choice um, thing. You have a lot of black people that are incarcerated in prison right now for sending their kids to a better school to get a better education and they locked them up for that. Those people need to be released from prison. Absolutely. Like my, my, my black cousins, I mean, <clears throat> because I'm conservative and, and, and I'm, I see life a little different and I would voice my opinions on Facebook and my one cousin, she says, Oh, you're racist. So I sent a picture of my father, my mother, me and my brother. And I says, my dad is black. I'm going to die black. I ain't racist. 
I got a big nose. I got big lips. I ain't racist. And she's like, well, people can hate their black side. And all I was breaking down is we keep saying Milwaukee segregated. If you fix your credit up, a realtor is going to sell you a house in any neighborhood. We have to change the mentality. If you're demanding <clears throat> this this uh, uh, reparations, no, 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 no. Start demanding that these Democrats start building up school systems that, that hire teachers that really want to get you a good grade point average. Then when you talk about, oh, keep the money in the black community, stop going to white neighborhoods. I tell my cousin, I says, listen, Ebony, who owns the stores in the black community, the Arabs, the Indians, and the Chinese, they ain't doing nothing to build up the black community. We need to get and educated. The and when we get educated, we go back to the community and then we start building businesses and we start hiring people and we start bettering our community. We can't do it because the stronghold of the Democrats is taking them big old manufacturing jobs and they're moving them to Mexico, they're moving them to China, and they're destroying the black community because they want you depending on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was I was told I was racist, but we really have to change the mentality. We need to have that galvanized moment with every race in America that's homegrown American, love each other, and understand that we can't we can't allow ourselves to get divided. And we have to demand our communities to be built like they're supposed to be built. Like they were built. Because it's not that yes. black. We did not have that structure. I'm from Detroit originally. We were a black Wall Street. Our, yep. our uncles and families owned gas stations, grocery stores. When our families migrated from the south to the north for those jobs, which is the automotive industry, most of them made more money than most college degree people make right now. And the reason that happened is because, like I say, my uncles them owned Spirit of 76 gas stations. My grandfather owned properties. They were able to go and learn trades as well. And you got everybody fail to realize Barry Gordy, for example, he worked at the factory while he built Motown when we couldn't even have our own record labels. So what the problem is, we have allowed people to take our history and to teach their what they think our history should be, which we know is incorrect. So now you yeah. have a walking out here that don't have a clue as to who they are. When you have no identity, you it's impossible to identify the God within you. We have to start building up better men and women across this country. Teach yourself love as well. Because if you don't love yourself, you're not about to love somebody else at that point. Well, you just said uh, Lyndon Johnson all in one thing. What he what he pushed on the black community is what we're seeing today with the, the whole you can't have a father in a household if you want to get all this free welfare money. I mean, that was a destruction to the black community along with Margaret Singer killing black babies. And it's yes. great that people support Planned Parenthood. And it's like, yes. you know what it was built for. And then when you right. look at the history, allegedly... The Clinton Foundation and George Soros is the ones that created Black Lives Matter. Right. Yeah. And I have been going out the country. 
not even in this country. We were out, Ruby, you were out, we were getting petitions signed and the lady had um, a Black Matter, Black Lives Matter shirt. And I asked her, I said, do you realize that those people not even black that you support? And she looked at me and I looked at her. And then we educated her in reference to who they were. She did not have a clue, a clue as to what she was supporting, just because it said black. And I tell right. you, Obama, you know, this is happening. These are not young people either. These some ignorant ass older folks. Exactly. Yeah, true. I mean, Obama's, uh, that man is majorly behind a lot of that. And, uh, Satan. What happens in the dark comes to light. Many people know. Yeah. Right. Parenthood, they kill over 250,000 black babies each and every year. Yeah, I mean, I just had a doctor on here um, Wednesday, Dr. Patrick Flynn. And he was talking about these vaccines and like he never vaccinated his kids and he won't get the vaccine. And, uh, he said the amount of black kids that get Down syndrome from vaccines, no black person or no person of any color should be for vaccines whatsoever. Wow. Well, a lot, a lot of that vaccine, a lot of that vaccine stuff had never been vetted by the Food and Drug Administration. And when they first started trying to come up with the vaccine, they was asking for volunteers, but no one volunteered. Then, then the next thing I knew, it went into, oh, you have to get this vaccine uh, in, in order to prevent yourself from getting the uh, the COVID virus. But, you know, let me tell you something. Uh, that's not 100% proof because we said we talked about them thinking that they, they can this they can protect themselves with masks. You look at those masks. A lot of the masks, if this is an airborne bacteria or virus, you, if it's in the air, air can seep through those masks. It can get around to the size where you have that opening and that gap. And I told somebody, like you said, Mike, uh, I talked to I talked to an RN, and she did admit to me it is the flu, it is the flu. And exactly. then she said it's yeah. a it's a, a a different strain of the flu, but it's exactly. the flu. And so they knew they knew what they was doing. This whole scheme to try to overthrow this country. That's a Chinese communist party strategy look at the rules of war look at what they did in china and look at the strategy that they're using and if you if you serve and you know understand overthrowing a government you know uh, understand these war strategies they're now trying to destroy us from from within because they're going after our children they're brainwashing our children i'm an advocate let me tell you what i advocate in these in mama day county they have what they call a home rule charter it gives the county its own autonomy. It gives the county its own protection against the state and the federal government. There's certain things a state cannot enforce or a federal government cannot enforce unless there is a violation of general law. But yet still, it gives a group of people to control the rest of the other people and and and, and guide them into the way that they think they need to go, like the Pied Piper effect. You know, you play the, few, the flute and all the kids come running because they like the sound of the music. I believe that that home rule charter must go. We must be placed back up under the United States Constitution and the Florida Constitution so we can have a say in our local government because these local governments are nothing but political subdivision but they carry a lot of mandates they carry a lot of 
executive order power and the, and a lot of them especially like the, the school board violating our civil liberties because they can because they got these protections from their state constitution or any other constitution that they fall up under and once we remove the the covering and we snatch the, the, the covering off these local uh governments these municipalities we'll we'll see a whole lot different because when the governor issue an executive order and he says this is where it's going to go down and he have these different departments and these agencies that you supposed to be working with and they are the ones supposed to enforce the law executive orders have the same effect of law so when that governor DeSantis signed that executive order they both are fall in line they both march to the right drum beat because when i was in the military orders are handed down not up and this is why we have part of our problem get rid of these local these home rule charters Get rid of these supervisors of elections and we change the, the, our world. Latrice said, uh, change laws, change lives. And I agree with that 100%. Absolutely. Uh, Famous words that came from another country. They said, we will bring America down without even shooting a bullet. So if you can push some poisonous vaccines and you can, you can vaccinate 70 to 80% of our military and our law enforcement, Huh. And then most of our population, they don't have to shoot a bullet. Mm -mm. And when you when you dig deep into a rabbit hole and learn who created our medical system, who created the school system and who runs the FDA, people realize Satan is right here on Earth. Yes. He was Obama. Didn't the Bible tell us he told us the most handsomest angel in yep. heaven was who? That's right. That's right. When he kicked him out, he didn't say that he took his beauty for him. And guess who he came? He came smooth. He told us. He fooled all of us. And his name is Barack Obama. He came. The Muslim came into our country. We worshiped him. And guess what we did, though? We opened the door. When God yep. said you open the door, we let him in. Now we got to evict him is what we have to do. Him Absolutely. and his followers, because that's what we've done. We've opened the door for Lucifer. So the fight is a spiritual fight. How do we get rid of Lucifer? Because In the name rampant. of Jesus. That's right. In the name of Jesus. He rampant. And uh, CPN, Mike, maybe you ought to have a pass some passes on, because I would like to hear the biblical part of this, because I think that's what's going to be the tool, because I put my armor of God on every day. Hey, Patrice, every day. Are you on Twitter? Where they don't kick me off? <laughs> uh, I know me and Laverne is hooked up on Twitter. I'm going to hook up with you, and I'm going to send you the uh, yeah. Bishop Larry Gator's um, recording he did on here. Okay. And it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna blow your mind. I'm, I'm telling you, this, this man is modern day Martin Luther King, that will galvanize America and he will shatter the shackles that Satan has put on with this whole fake racist theory, and it, it's gonna open up your mind to a whole, whole lot of stuff. He's Paul got some good words. I like to see that. I, I, I appreciate everyone. Uh, we need to stand tall in this or whatever, but I do need to get off. My phone, too, is about getting ready to die. I'm down to 3%. So I will um, 
take my leave, but I want to thank you all for, for everything that you're doing, and we need to stand tall as patriots and as Americans, and we need to take this country back and, and, and put it back to the way that our founding fathers envisioned it. So, uh, everyone have a wonderful night, and I am, I am too on Twitter, so if you could send that video to me, I would very much appreciate it. Um, so, everyone have a wonderful night. Cheryl, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you that on Twitter. I'm gonna send you about Mayor Lightfoot talking about oh, the new order agenda. Please do. I would very much appreciate that. And uh, again, thank thank you all for for inviting me here. Um, we we can do this. We just gotta stand tall and and keep the Lord in our heart, and and we'll we'll make it through. Amen. Exactly. We gotta Amen, Amen. We need to communicate. We need to have open dialogue. That's the most important thing because that's what they use to separate us. Face mask, six feet, feet apart. You can't go visit family and friends. They didn't want us to be social. This ain't socialism, but we're going to be socialized. We're going to love each other and we're going to do what God created us to do. Not wear face masks. Exactly. <laughs> they don't wear them when Obama had his birthday party with over 700 uh, people there. Nobody had on a face mask. They said what sixty two people caught COVID. Damn, I'm surprised the media didn't talk about that that much. Well they're not Republicans. Republicans are not Democrats. Nope. When well, we gotta get those rhinos out too. Those rhinos yeah. got to go. Yes, yes. Because yes. I mean Trump is a smart man. I mean Trump's favorite book was the uh, Art of War. And uh, what Trump did to the citizens and many of you patriots, I don't even consider you guys Republicans. I'm calling y'all patriots because a conservative patriot is God, country, freedom, and liberty. But what Trump did, he exposed these people that we never knew because they backstabbed them. And by backstabbing them, showed us who these people really was. In the Georgia runoff, allegedly... Was those two conservatives really trying to win that position? It didn't look like it. Uh -uh. I mean, that Warnock, I don't know how that man won when he had Fidel Castro in his church. Uh (laughs) No, they were not. I was there. Mike, I was there. And I'm going to tell y'all something else. They actually had offered for anybody that was working um, the campaign to go and to get tested for COVID. Well, I told them I wasn't going, but some of the guys, my guys that were there, they called me and they were like, Miss Jones, you believe they're asking us if we Republicans or Democrats before they oh, wow. stopped them, before they tested them? I was like, huh? I was like, I Uh-oh. told y'all. They asked them, are you a Republican or a Democrat? And one of the guys said, um, we Republicans. And the doctor said, well, I'm a Republican too. And I asked him, did you ask for his, uh, his voter registration card? You don't know these people. It's a, it's a scam. And our people, you talk about history. Y'all fail to realize they literally gave black American men syphilis. Yep. Syphilis. Our history in this country, we ain't never trusted the government. And they nobody need to start trusting them either. They're still criminals. Right. And look at what they're doing. They are because of the lack of knowledge. The Bible says my people will perish because of a lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. It is not about no degree. It's not about uh, I'm a, I got a PhD. That means absolutely shit to me. You don't have no common sense. 
You need None. to know what your history is. Your grandmama told y'all to wash y'all hands before y'all came in the house. Don't put your hands yeah. in your face. This is what grandma told us. And now all of a sudden we need Dr. Fucci to tell us? <laughs> no, 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 no. He ain't Dr. Fucci. He's Simon Says. Because if he'd have told the population to stick their finger up their butt and you won't catch COVID, but you got to have it sitting there for two hours, I guarantee you this population would be doing what that man says. Absolutely. In 2014, he did a study on face masks, and you guys can look this up. He said during the Spanish flu, most of the people died from wearing face masks than the Spanish flu. Then he says people wearing face masks is symbolically making them feel safe because this this COVID, wearing a face mask is like trying to get a mosquito not to come through a chain link fence. Uh Then he says if you get vaccinated, you can go anywhere you want. You can travel. You you don't have to wear a face mask. Now you got to wear a face mask. And then he's telling you to, to wear two of them when my mother and my teacher reminded me never to put a bag over my face. Right. Come on. Exactly, exactly. You see how we've allowed them to take the value out of what we have already been taught over the years because they have been studying. When you study the people that you know go fight, see, this is what this is about. Then you study the people you know go fight. But I have been reading, most blacks are not getting that shot because they know better. Nope. And what's funny is they're trying to geek black people up. Because on every news, they're saying, wow, all these white people got vaccinated and that there's not a large percentage of black people that received the vaccine. They're, you know, so they're trying to make it into a racist thing. So black people be like, oh, shit, where's my vaccine at? All these white people getting it. But black people, they're, they believe in God. And yes. they're not going to put nothing in their body that, that is an experiment. Some are. That, that, that's allowing Satan to bring fear to them, but the majority ain't going to have it. No, no. That's why we have to make sure we bring God back. And we continue to push the morals and the values that we were raised upon. Because our grandmothers, you know, they weren't perfect. But I tell you one thing. They fought like hell to get us to where we are today. And what we Amen. just saw, Obama took us back. He did this to us, and we allowed him. So now we need to revoke his citizenship too. All right. So the Bible. So, but the, look at look at this. The, the Bible tells us that we are the temple of God, and if any man defile that temple, he or her, he or she, God shall destroy. Now we say this is a spiritual battle. Now the Bible talk about the great deceiver. And he talked about the evil one coming out of the Middle East. And it talks about, in the book of Revelation, the mark of the beast. And we are now at this point where yes, if we're yeah. talking about, if we're saying that we are believers, because that Bible is was written for the believers and not the unbelievers. And it, it's trying to convert the unbelieving to the believing because it's trying to give them something to believe in when they're walking around in a dead world. They're walking around as an empty shell. They're walking around with not, with, you know, like a, like, like a, a thimble uh, uh, or a tinkling glass. I think that's what the Bible said. But we, 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 but we know the truth. So it, it's for, for whom much is given. 
much is required, much is expected, because we know the truth and we know better. And we say we follow God. We um, put our hands in the gospel plow and we it says once you put your hands on that plow, you cannot look back. You cannot release that plow. You got to move or uh, move ahead. When God goes in, he destroys the city like Gomorrah. And he tells you to leave the city. And he said, don't look back or you turn to a pillar of salt. And when you look back, you turn to that salt. See, we know better. And it's our duty. Uh, we're the ones that are going to protect the unbelievers. He said, how can two walk together except they agree? So we all are in agreement, and, and we must make that commitment as we fight to save this country because they're not giving black people the information that they need. See, information is real time. Information is not. I had a lot of white people since I came to the Republican side come up to me and say, oh, we just feel so awful of how the Democratic Party is treating the African-American community, keeping them in the crime, keeping them in that poverty, keeping resources out of their hand, building all that construction going on in the black community, but the people that's impacted aren't benefiting because under the law, under federal law, it says when any federal money is used into a local project, then that's when we have what they call affirmative action, affirmative action kit in, and all that does is ensure that the people being impacted by the, the construction or the development have an opportunity to participate. But in Florida, Florida has now become what they call a race-neutral state. That means that they don't recognize giving opportunities or opening opportunities for everybody to be a participant. And this is where we come in because our voices have to be there we they, our voices cannot be silent and neither must our voice neither should our voices be afraid to speak up and out like latrices like laverne like darlene and and like like cheryl i heard i heard her and like yours mike and mike i just want to make one correction from you your nose and your lips ain't bigger than mine okay i just want to say yeah. that to you my brother you know you listen up big <laughs> but but we but this is our time this is our time this god is not looking at our looking at us because it's, uh, after we are done, there's another generation coming from, coming behind us. And we must leave this country in a much better position. But if not, in 100 years from now, they'll be saying, the future, people in the future will be saying this, Mike. Why didn't y'all fight for me? Why didn't y'all fight for us? Why y'all didn't do what y'all need to do in 2021? And now, in 2021, we're in this state of condition. Amen. This is what we're fighting for, the future, man. The future. Hey, you know, you're right. Thomas Jefferson, there's a quote. I'm not going to say it exactly how he said it, but he goes, um, a people without information will lead to an ignorant society. And that's what the media holds and controls. And don't get me wrong, I deliver. I'm a delivery driver. And one day, well, when COVID was all happening, I was buying pizzas from my cousin's Italian restaurant. And I was giving it to families that was out of work during COVID because I was a essential worker. I was making money. I was able to pay my mortgage, pay my bills. And I had extra money. And I'm like, you know what? I need to help some of these families. I just felt like I needed to do it. So then I'm, I, I, you know, I'm delivering and all I can do is think. And I, I had conversations with God and, and I was like, you know what, God? I watched this one uh, Patriot video. And I said, you know what? I need to get into this fight. And I said, God, how can I get in this fight? I says, protect me, put angels around me. And how can I get in this fight? And it's like, it was like, you got a podcast. Because with my podcast, I was just messing around. 
<clears throat> I really wasn't doing nothing serious. I was talking about some world news stuff. My buddy that does like hip hop music, I was putting his music on there. And God was like, you need to give my people information. And I'm like, wow. And conservative patriot nation somehow came into my brain. I changed the name, <clears throat> telegram, everything happened, happened organically. And that's how I know the most important thing in this country right now, we're in an informational war battle. I mean, General Flynn talks about it all the time. Digital soldiers is very important in this digital battle because the media is went black. They're blackout. They ain't giving out truthful information. That's why I'm bringing on doctors. I'm bringing on congressmen, congresswomen, so we know who's going to represent us. And God has led me to all you true patriots that is running. And that's how I know God has put me on the right path because I said, I said, Lord, bring me to the voices that needs to be heard. Jerome Bell, bam, got Jerome Bell on. This man has been endorsed by Wendy Rogers and General Flynn. Kim Klazik's going to be coming on here. We had to reschedule. I mean, you guys, Trisha Flanagan, Sandy, uh, dang, I forgot her last name. But Sandy, she just got endorsed from Wendy Rogers. And it's it's just amazing how God works. But the most important thing is information right now is the most important thing that the world can receive. Because many people are being misled by the media. It's called tail live vision. <laughs> tail live vision. <laughs> That's what we used to say in the shop. That's my office shop and beauty shop talk. We call it tail live vision because their job is to tell lies. And other people vision that. And that's what they believe because that's what they're being told and they don't seek any knowledge, you know. Okay, China 7 News said it. That settles it. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. You know, I'm not seeking any knowledge. Hooray, hip, hip, hooray for the news, you know. And that's just how it is with our community, you know. And I thank God that right now people are waking up and seeking knowledge. You know, we are all seeking knowledge so that we can learn more about everything that's going on and taking place right now. So that's what it's going to take for us to keep continuing to educate people, keep waking people up, keep feeding them knowledge, wisdom and understanding, you know, whether they want to accept it or not. You know, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, we know this is a spiritual battle. Amen. 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 Yeah, there's so many family members that I talk to and I try to bring in this truth because God tells me to tell my family this. And I hear, well, if the news and say it, how do you know if it's true? And I'm like, you know what? You guys can look up Project Mockingbird. Project Mockingbird, the media is controlled by a three-letter alphabet. Some people is programmed on what they're doing. And I'll tell you guys, if you guys have not looked that up, look up Project Mockingbird, look up Project Paperclip, and you guys will learn a little bit. And you know what else I think? If Laverne and Ruben and I, I think we need to do a soap opera because that's the way we uh, get to our people, doing a soap. I mean, you just got to think about true. how do we communicate true. with people. Hey, Marshall. 
Say that famous thing that your father. Hey, Marshall, are you on? Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. What's that famous? Uh, what's that famous quote your father says? About Which the book? Oh, oh, if you, oh, yeah, if, yeah, my father um, said, my grandfather used to say this, which is, uh, which is so true. If you ever want to hide anything from black people, in put it in a book. Yeah. We don't read. Really, that's what he used to say. Yeah. Yes. I remember that. Uh, put it in the book. Yeah, put it in the book. That's why we got to do a soap opera, because we have to figure out how do we get the messaging out because, for example, we're on a podcast, but most of these people are probably conservatives. It's not, you know, it's just like, yeah, Jesus, true. you know, it's like with Jesus. Jesus walked in the street. That's what everybody fell to realize. He ain't trying no Bentley. He didn't have no million dollar church either. He didn't worry about no gators and no $3,000 shoes and $10,000 suits. See, we've gotten back from, we have to get back to the basics out here. How are we going to strategize and get out to the masses? And I think that's why we found going grassroots. See, and I say this all the time. We were slaves. We know how to take nothing and make it into something. Yeah. It is in our DNA. And that's what they're trying to change, the DNA, the makeup. The makeup of a people. You guys know, I don't care what nobody's talking about. You can go to the hood right now and buy some um, vaccinate some cars and say you was vaccinated. I kid you all on this. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? We hooking, we hooking and crooking, hooking and crooking, hooking and crooking. But I'm telling the truth. They will find a way to make money because that is what we do. Like Amen. Amen. Schumer said he wants to crack down on all these illegal uh, vaccine cards being pushed. Man, Schumer needs to go sit sit down somewhere. I mean, you're the same person. This is why, you know, I get upset with a lot of my black people. Right. Because, and 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 for the members, this ain't no racist thing. But no, when you allow these Democrats to put on the Ashanti tribe thing <laughs> robe over their neck. Right. A slave tribe that kidnapped other African slaves and sold them to European people for guns. That was the most racist thing they did. And But the problem is most of the population is uneducated to where, oh man, they're showing big love to us black people. No, 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 they ain't. And, and this is why they want to uneducate folks because then they're ignorant to what they do and the tricks that they play and how they're still plant plantation slave owners yeah. in a, 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 a mysterious way that people can't see. But the problem is, is God allowed many of us to wake up and we right. can walk like God, like you said, talk the word and give them the truth to educate them. And once they get that cold water on their face, <laughs> these people are in a lot of trouble. Because like I said, what Bishop Gators got is that galvanized moment for black and white America. And once that happens, oh boy, we are the 99% and they are the 1%. Right. Hey, hey, hey Mike, hey Mike, 
Mike, check this out. Now, let me say this. He says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain ineligible rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And in that pursuit of happiness, where I want to where I want to focus on because there's really in, in certain areas where resources are limited. See, America's about the redistribution of wealth. It's about the movement of wealth from one end to the ne next end. And you have representatives that fill in the gap to, to re help redirect those resources into a certain part of America, which is a district. But we represent the United States. So that's, that's nothing, that's no different in being a congressional representative for District 23 versus being 20 versus being 21. Except for when we come together, we come together as one we cast our vote with where where, where, the, where it is needed and where the importance lies within this country because we want to make sure that everybody in the united states is is, is of service it's getting the right kind of service it's getting the right kind of advocacy so now we're talking about jesus you know did you not know that jesus when he was on his mission like latrice said you put that very poetically you said that from, from the rooter to the tutor it took Jesus sometimes six months to get from one place to another. And he, and he didn't worry about how he was going to get there because he carried something that a lot of people didn't carry in them. He carried the truth. He carried the word of God. He got he carried God instructions for man. And so he stepped down into this world to give us the word as it, as, as it was spoken to him from our father. And, and this is the word that we now carry. And this is why I know that when we get people like Latresa Jones and Laverne Spicer in that Congress, I know that when Latrice stands on that floor, I know what her message is going to be about. When Laverne stands on that floor, I know what her message is going to be about. And when I stand on that floor, I know what my message is going to be about. And it's not to forget the little man. I can tell you my spirit already feels that you guys are already perfectly fit and you guys are 100% genuine. And you guys ain't going to be nothing different than Jerome Bell and Kim Klasik and the rest of them. And, and that's what needs to be done. And, and any, I'm going to say it like this, and I ain't going to name no names. <clears throat> but any African-American person that considers themselves a conservative that's out there tearing down another African-American conservative, we need to pay attention to. Because I know I am. And those people, I'm not supporting. Um, and this ain't only about African-American, but we do need more African-American people in that building to tell the truth to the, the African-Americans in the community that's on the plantation that does not know the truth that keeps following that democratic order. Just like my Sicilian family, a lot of them are Democrat. And I know a lot of them are going to hear this podcast when I upload it. But when they came off the boat, they gave them a note and said, go over here, support us, and we're going to give you free money. And they haven't stopped doing it. But they don't yeah. give you enough money to get ahead in life. They give you just enough to keep begging. They ain't no mm -hmm. different than a pimp and a mm -hmm. prostitute. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. That's you must keep them. That's their agenda. They have nailed it to, you know, people don't realize that's why it's important about history. Go back to the 1960s. Remember, we know why black folks left the Republican Party. It was two shifts that took place. It was in the 60s, and then the, fir the first one was doing FDR and his New Deal. And look yes, at who was following behind this crazy girl talking about the New Damn Deal. 
The new green deal. The new green deal. Right. That's exactly yeah. right. But you see how they take history and they manipulate it for a and, I, and it's not a black or white. You know, I feel, I'm from a mama. My eyes are green. Green. That's what I, when I say I'm a product of the first generation. That's what happens. Well, actually, fourth generation, because I think it was grandma, my mama. So it's about fourth generation. But people don't realize these are the things that has happened, and you have to teach these kids to embrace themselves. And now y'all fail to realize. We're dealing with all these crack children. I've told them for yeah. years. Y'all yeah. dealing with crack babies. They are in balance. Or George Bush was on drugs when they or, had them. Or 9-11's uh, poppy seed bound up. All Correct. that heroin they were taking from Afghanistan. And they still over there trying to do something. But I'm sure our white hat military is monitoring all of it. Correct. Absolutely correct. And I promise you, Hunter Biden is right in the middle of the field. Oh, Latrice. Hey, Latrice, I got to say this to you. Now, uh, when I was growing up, I was bullied. But besides that, my, 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 in the third grade, I'm, I'm going to give an example of what you just said. In the third grade, I had a friend named Clinton. We was good, good friend. He was white, I was black. Now, I didn't know about being black and white. But I know one day he came to class and he said, my mom and dad said, I can't play with you anymore. And I said, why? He said, because you are black. And I started crying. And my, my response was, uh, and when my teacher said, what's wrong? I said, because I'm not black. I'm proud. I'm proud. <laughs> 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 but, but I love that guy. And but but my teacher her name was Bernice Bean. She took the time to help me understand that it wasn't it wasn't my color. It was my race. I'm from the black race. But what you how can you tell a third a, a, a third grader about race when we don't see color? I didn't see color. And he was my best friend. And but they taught me how to look at color. And and that's what's going on now. That's what they're teaching our, uh, the black community is to focus on color. When it's not about color, it's about being an American. I am an American first. You can say what you want. I was born in this country. I'm under the Constitution, the fourth, the thirteenth, the fourteenth, the fifteenth Amendment. That grandfather's is in the Emancipation Proclamation. It called for certain protection to ensure that no state put us back in a, in a state of involuntary servitude. And it calls on the Navy to protect those rights of those free-born slaves. So I agree wholeheartedly. We have to lend our voices because my experiences is a lot different than any other person's experience. So when I go to the floor, I bring to the floor my experiences, but I bring my experiences with Latrices and my experiences with Laverne and Darlene, everybody else that's on this call, this is how we help the melting part of America. Don't you agree with that? Oh, I definitely agree with it. So now I got to throw something else. Now they want to give them transgender rights and teach yeah. it to our children <laughs> and tell them that you can be anything you want to be. Even though you got a penis and a vagina, you can be anything you want to be. See, this and is And if your five-year-old kid tells you, if the five-year-old boy tells the teacher, I think I'm a girl, they don't even need to, they were trying to pass law where the parents don't even need to have the consent. Exactly. And, then and, and the mother is called the birthing person. Yeah. And then, and then right. in California and, and Latrice, I yeah, know I right now, don't forget what you're going to say. 
But in California, they passed the law in that. Oh, man. Oh, I could say some crazy shit about California. We all need to be over in, over in California. Burn we need to be in California. See what they're doing those businesses. Ten years. They say you can have sex with some 10 years younger. So a 22-year-old. Oh, yeah, they passed that law. They did pass that law. As long as you're 10 years older than what? them, you Get cannot be found guilty of that crime. 11-year-old kid. Really? Yes. If we don't stop this, we gonna be like the Dead Sea because God is gonna flip this shit into salt. Yep, yep, and it has to happen. But we gotta make sure we stand up and fight as well. We ain't no different than Moses, to be honest. And exactly. that's the fact. You know, that's why they call who did they call Moses? It was one of them slaves they called Moses was Harriet. But my point of it is, we have an opportunity. And we cannot continue to let them just slide by. And like I tell these parents, y'all have to take responsibility and speak yes. up. You know why you can't whoop it? And I'm not saying I am a person that did not whoop my children because I did not believe that in order to discipline them, I had to beat them because of the fact that I have, you had men beating women like it was okay. And everybody tend to forget this shit. It ain't like y'all had y'all been free for so long. You had Tina Turner getting her ass whipped in the middle yeah. of the main road, dragged out of a car, and nobody said nothing. Now all of a sudden, we sit here as though this behavior is acceptable. I think that a parent has to stand up for their rights as well. They have to be the ones. We can't continue to force the our folks or people. Period in reference to what they need to do. We have to motivate them enough to get up and to say this is what's right. Because I'm going to tell you, when my kids was in school, regardless of what school they were in, my son used to wear these braids, right? I used to braid his hair. He'll be 30 in a couple weeks, just to tell you how long ago that was. But anyways, the school told me that because it was a predominantly white school, that his hair, I needed to cut his hair. So I oh, said, what wow. rules that? So I read the rules, and the rules said that the hair can only be, was it two inches off of the um, the shoulder? So what I did, I would braid his hair, put it in a rubber band to make sure they was evenly across. And my point being, and like I told them, don't have me come back up here again because he ain't breaking no rules. He ain't breaking no rules because I make sure he's not breaking the rules. So this is about reading. Just like you said, if you won't, they have, we all know what this was. Our parents, our grandparents taught us, but we didn't listen. We became so overly educated being like other people opposed to following the rules of engagement. We knew what was going to happen in this country if we did fight. Somebody fought for us, and we need to fight for these children. Amen, sure. amen, amen. Hey, Mike, go to my website, Our Young for Congress. Actual listeners, to please go there and just check out the platform because a lot of the things that we we talked about, standing up for uh, uh, parents, grandparents to ensure that uh, uh, their children receive a quality education, advocating for better uh, resources for our small businesses, standing up for the Constitution. Like Latrice said, we have to fight. Stand up, standing up for the unadulterated Constitution, standing up for election integrity, standing up for our borders. Those are the things that matter in America, and if we allow 
if we allow this country to be taken over, it's nobody's fault but ours. Because everybody in the past, they had their opportunity. They did what it takes. They put their lives on the line. I served in the military, and I spent time there, and I learned structure. If we allow this country to be defeated, and the way we do that, we, we get out of office by the election process. And although they stole this seat, and Donald Trump is still the legal lawful president of the United States. We we must start enforcing our laws, and anybody that go up in that Congress must start enforcing our laws. Because what good is a law if you're not going to enforce it? If you're not going to protect the rights of the people that you put up that's on paper, especially when it comes to America. In my policy, just like I heard Laverne say, and I thank God for Laverne for saying that, it's about putting America first. And this is what I'm going to be about: America first. That's how it's going to go down with me. Absolutely. And going back to you, Latrice, uh, about the parents, if you look what the government did, this was like in the middle 90s. <clears throat> the teachers was programmed to tell all the students, if your parents touch you, tell us and we're going to fix the problem. So many kids is putting their parents in jail for spanking them. And then parents got scared and they stopped spanking their kids. And then nowadays they say, well, that's because them parents aren't disciplining them kids. Well, the government just stepped in and started controlling how a household is ran. Man, amen, amen, amen. That's the truth. That's the truth. That is the truth. <laughs> yeah, them folks is real dirty on what they did. But at the end of the day, you still have the authority to tell your kids right from wrong and, and teach them the right way, you know. And uh, they, they, they want us to be, well, back to what Latrice is saying as well, is that whole slave mentality. Uh, there's a lot of African-American people that, that, that beat their kids really wicked. But I believe that's from passed on history from how they were treated. And there is a right way to do it. And all that does is create anger, frustration. Mm. And, right. then, you know, you bitterness. Got bitterness. And that's why these, these I mean, <clears throat> there's this African-American probation officer, parole officer was taking her son test driving in Milwaukee. This dude crashed, be, crashed in the back of the car. She got out like, this, you know, what's the deal? This man shot that lady dead center in her head while her 16-year-old kid was test driving. And now his mother is killed because this dude was so heartless. Instead of saying, oh, I'm sorry or whatever, he shoots this lady in the head. Mm -mm -mm. And, and that's the problem we have in our communities is the way they set up society. I mm -hmm. mean, they took the leaders of these gangs off the streets. There's two leaders of a gang in Chicago that can really stop the murder rate. And they still got these men sitting behind bars where I think the three-letter alphabet created them games. Mm -hmm. And when you take the leaders off the street, you got a bunch of young dudes running around the neighborhood with no structure, no knowledge, no discipline. And I'm not saying that there should be gangs and there should be leaders, but them old school leaders taught these dudes you had to have respect. Because when someone was getting crazy in the neighborhood, the police went to the leader like, hey, if y'all don't pull it down, I'm going to be coming bringing you guys down. 
And that's when the leader would tell all the people, all the gang members in the community, hey, you guys need to cool it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they, they knew what they were doing on how they created our society, but it's important mm-hmm. that we do educate people. Well, uh, who, who, Edgar J. Hoover put together a miscommunication plan well, when he was the FBI director. And the and he, uh, disinformation by the media was a part of that agenda. And and, and I, I read, I found something, a, a plan back in the 1930s, how they said that they're going to bring in all these illegals and they're going to put them in the uh, uh, African-American community and they were going to be the ones competing for the jobs in the African-American communities because a lot of the jobs that African-Americans in one whole uh, held was those domestic jobs, you know, uh, those maid jobs, a janitorial job, but then they came with this uh, educational trick and they say, well, you know, if you all go get a good education, education and leave those type of jobs alone, then you'll be able to do X, Y, and Z, which all that did was just put a lot of us back in the debt and put us back in this, what they call this involuntary servitude to where now we owing hundreds of thousands of dollars to an education system. I, I believe one time they was calling on it to be abolished. I don't know the Department of Education, but it be as it may, I mean, you know, we, we have to now become, we have to run faster. We have to run smarter. We have to be wise as a serpent but harmless a dozen and what that means that you you can't be a fool in this game and we got to understand the politicking that's going on within our community i agree with a lot of those white persons that spoke to me about getting the african-american community to leave the democratic party and this is part of my mission i just got newly elected to the republican executive club a committee in Miami-Dade County, and my goal now is I ask them to be a part of the voter registration because I want to go into those high, those dangerous highways and byways and do everything I can to get those black Democrats to walk away and come onto the right side because we are on the right side, and history will prove in the future that they, we was the ones that joined Harriet Tubman, that joined Harold Revel, that joined you know Sojourner Truths. Frederick Douglass, because Frederick Douglass in 1860, he was also responsible for helping to, to rebuild the Republican Party. And he did it along with Lincoln. But when they talk about Lincoln, they leave out Douglas. It should be Lincoln Douglas because they worked as a team and they rebuilt this party for us Republicans in the future. And this is why we stand in the day. So I just want to say, man, that I, I, I agree 100% with you. I agree 100% what I heard from Latrice and Laverne. And uh, I'm just saying, man, it's time to roll our sleeves up and let's get this job done. Let's get this job done. Let's go and hook and crook. Exactly. I, I You know, the <clears throat> biggest bridge that needs, to, the gap that needs to be built is the black and white community. And we need to start educating these young white college students because at the end of the day, China paid so many different universities. They own the university. So they're pushing this critical race theory stuff. But if these white students start understanding the truth behind what's pushed, they're going to stop marching for Black Lives Matter because they don't understand the shackles of Black Lives and these folks know this, and that's why they use them. But once we break that dynamic and we bridge that gap and we bring that galvanized moment, these evil folks is going to be disappearing real quick. Amen. Amen. That's right. And that's one of the vices 
that um, the Democrats, you know, have over the conservatives because they have so many people that are out here in these colleges and in these universities that are uh, steering these young people toward the Democratic uh, Party with their uh, uh, with their agenda, you know, with their with their ridiculous agenda, but you don't see that so far as the conservatives are concerned. So we have to get on our job and get into those colleges, get into these high schools, you know, and get these people involved, get this young generation involved with the conservative party, so they can find out what our values are, you know, instead of the letting the um the the left continue their agenda of dividing us with their uh, race theory and of course you know their their uh main thing is everything is racist that's what they use as their ace ace of spade card it was soon as you say something against them oh you're a racist you know everybody is a racist yeah you know it's bad when they're calling black people to their face that they're a racist like what when yeah, you don't I've vote for me, you don't vote for me. You're not black. Yeah, I mean he's, and 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 that's how you know there's some sellouts in the world when he's able to tell you if you don't vote for him, you ain't you're black. not black enough. When he ain't black. Him, you I didn't vote for you because I'm not, not even black. <laughs> and he ain't even black. <laughs> I mean, he's he not even black. He tells us that. <laughs> and Ruben, and Ruben, if yeah. corn pop. If Corn Pop was a real character, he'd beat the shit out of Biden. Yeah. Right. Biden, you had no chance with Corn Pop because Corn Pop is <laughs> like some real crazy You're guy. Right. You're right. Corn Pop would have beat the shit out of you, Biden. You're right. He could have got away with that in my neighborhood. I, I grew up in a rough, rough neighborhood. I had to fight every day. Every day I had to fight. I couldn't, it wasn't a day. I mean, because everybody, they tried you in my neighborhood. They tried you. And if you if you came across like a pushover, because I was like that at first. I was small. They was bullying me around. They used to push me or push me around. And I went to the gym and I put a little muscles on my body. And then I was ready when I got into the like the eighth or ninth grade. And I went back at them with a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, we got to, we got to fight for our community. Our community can fight for themselves, man. Yeah, for real, for real. Education is 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 the number one importance education and truth and 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 reversing the 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 witchcraft spells that they put on them you ain't lying i forgot about that turn from bishop gators is witchcraft. the spells that blm has learned when they went to africa and some of them chants and seance is nothing but spells and that's when when they march they say come march with us come march with us a hypnotized motion and you can mm. break that god and that's what this is what i always say is why the hell aren't these pastors coming mm -hmm. out of the church because the people that come to church every week you know them they're regulars and they're strong with the word but these mm -hmm. young lives on the streets need to be saved when you see them destroying black communities in the inner city communities why didn't you guys come out to church? Why didn't you? Because they've been church? paid already. They've been paid to keep their mouth closed. They've yeah. been paid to stay out of the state out of it. They've been paid to turn their cheeks. 
You know, so that's what they're doing. They're turning the cheek to it. So that's why it's time for foot soldiers. That's why you have foot soldiers like myself, you know, Ruben, Love Teresa, and the rest of us are out here. And we are on the streets. We have on our boxing gloves, and we are ready. Oh, let me tell you, Laverne, I see you on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Laverne don't play on Twitter. Hey, Mike. You have to, you know, you have to call them out because mm-hmm. even when you have people like Michelle Obama that got on TV and told that straight face lie about every time her daughters leave the house, she's so afraid that the police is going to do something to them and they're not going to return home alive. And we all know that's a lie. Come on. When her daughters leave, they're leaving with Secret Service all day, every day. And Are she's you- in a gated community. So who in the hell is she afraid of in her um? Eight million dollar mansion, you yeah, know? yeah. But are you talking about Big Mike or Michelle? I'm talking about uh, Big Mike. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard, you know, allegedly, you I heard Rivers say, you go <laughs> I heard, I heard Jerome Rivers say it though. Jerome Rivers said Big Mike, that's and she pro- said, that's, Big Mike. Took that's probably they took her out. That's when they took her out. Because mm-hmm. no killer, killer will come for you. Yes, killer. You know, I'm honored to have you guys on, and I know it's pretty late. Um, I really appreciate you guys, and I hope we can do this again because this is very important to have open dialogue with those that are going to be going to Congress representing us and fighting for our rights. And um, I can't say enough how much I appreciate you, Laverne, Ruben. Latrice, Cheryl, Darlene, man, I'm very honored. And I know my members are honored just to know that we got people out there fighting because in a time of disinformation, uh, lack of information, people are losing hope. We all know that that Arizona, when that report drops, it's like cash money records dropping like it's hot. Because mm-hmm. this is real hot outside. I know mm-hmm. shit's drop here in Wisconsin, and we all seen Ruby Freeman in Georgia. That's right. Yeah. Ain't nobody talking about Ruby. Uh, <laughs> them boxes that came from under that table, and then she went on social media. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, I don't know how much more proof you need. <laughs> I wish not- they- I wish they had these elections in every baseball, basketball, football stadium. I know they want to do it here at the Milwaukee Bucks Stadium and the Brewers Stadium, and the GOP shut it down, and I'm sitting here now like, damn, they should have had it because you can subpoena the damn cameras. Mm -hmm. Man, but yeah, uh, I'm not sure if you guys want to stick on for a while too, Um, but I don't want to hold you guys if you guys, you know, Got something to do on the busy folks. Yeah, I have to go, but uh, I thank you for inviting me on. This has been really a great round table and um and and a lot of knowledge was shared. So I really enjoyed mm-hmm. most definitely. I will be you're welcome, and I will be sending you guys that video, and I really would love to bring you guys on again. Sure. 
Absolutely not falling down, so I had to get on the laptop, and I wanted to say goodbye and thank everybody as well. I also want to mention the minority conference or convention that's taking place in Dallas, Fort Worth, and what they're trying to do is to gather uh, the minorities, whether they're Korean, white, black, uh, but the minorities in that space, so we can kind of send a message because it comes time close to unite. And actually, um, kind of, I mean, this is one part of that steering committee, along with myself and a lot of other notable people that would be there. And I think this is a spot for us to start, you know, we have to organize. We're going into 2022. And that's what, I'm almost, um, that's a year away. So it's time for us to kind of get together and make things happen. So what I like do is I like to share their website with you. Uh, once we get the opportunity and if you will share it with everybody else, I think that it gives us a good place as candidates to come as well. So people can kind of reach out to each other so we can build a national network around the country. And I want you to go as well because you were talking about uh, our fault. Not just our fault, but the minorities have to take a stand and organize ourselves because whether we like it or not, we are still in a party. That um, they don't support us. Like we, like we know that they should, and we have to start demanding things. And by unifying, it gives us the opportunity to do exactly that. Hey, Latrice, that whole time your microphone sounded like a robot. Um, you might want to leave. I just want to get on this phone. My people will be on your cell phones. They will be in your computers. We definitely on the target right now because they got you sound like a robot. Okay. okay. So, so let me go ahead and close out. Let me close it. Let me close out. Uh, uh, first, first of all, uh, Mike, I want to thank you for having me on. I want to thank you, Laverne, for uh, for inviting me onto your show. I mean, this was a very great show. It was a very, very uh, nice conversation, and I was able to to relax for once and let my head down, like Latrice was trying to uh, to, to talk about. They they now have her phone bugged. Uh, they listen to her conversation. I know they listen to my conversation, but you know I don't care because I have I have nothing to hide. She has nothing to hide, and I'm pretty sure they're doing the same thing to La, uh, to Laverne. But we, but we end this thing. We're in it to win it. We're in it because we're fighting the good fight. We're trying to do everything we can to uh, rescue America, and we're trying to bring this country together because we are the United States of America. And as I indicated earlier, uh, I'm an American, and uh, and I thank God that like when bringing this country together, we we drop all that uh, that skin coloring. That's not what an American is about. And to me, America means all men everywhere reside in the country that accept differences. That's what America is to me. And being a veteran, somebody that serves, somebody that loves our flag, uh, somebody that loves our national anthem, somebody that will fight and, and protect the security of this country and take on, the, uh, take on those that violate our Constitution. I have over 25 plus years of no learning how to fight. I learned how to take a look at our statutes and our laws, and, and that's what we need. We need people that's going to go up there, and we need people that's going to fight. And I'm a fighter. I grew up in the streets, and but that wasn't my that wasn't what I was about. I'm not about the streets. 
I'm about now fighting for the rights of this country. And those streets taught me how to lift my hands up and fight a fight. But also what education taught me, because I have an executive bachelor of business administration degree. What education taught me is now how to translate and transcribe what, what my feelings and my thought and my knowledge on paper. And that's how you win, bring down a government. That's how, and, and not an overthrowing government, but those that are, who are in the wrong, those are wrong. So I'm in it, LeBron's in it, and we want you listeners to pray and go, to, and please go to my website. And I want to keep stressing my website because I want to count my votes. Go to our young for Congress and uh, dot com and, and let me know what you think about my website. Yeah, I'll be definitely posting that on my wall. Trust me. And, uh, and that's all I have to say. God bless you and thank you, Ruben, so much, man. Um, you're going to get a heavy promotion from this group. This group is your platform now. Anything you need to share, just share it on this wall. Um, whatever you need to share. Like I said, this platform is all your guys' platforms. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. All right, then. Good, good night, and thank you all for listening. Thank yeah, you have a so good night. Much. Thank you, Laverne. Thank you, Laverne.